You're listening to Conversion Cast, presented by Leadferno. I'm your host, Aaron White. Conversion Cast focuses on digital marketing and conversion, exploring the art and science to turn a lurker on your website to a lead, a browser to a buyer. Today, we talk about killer calls to action, discussing how to motivate and capture prospects on your website. My guest is Joe Benson, the co-founder of Eversite, a managed web design and digital marketing service that powers over 400 websites. Eversite has appeared in the Inc. 5000 and helped drive over $350 million in sales for their clients. There's no doubt Joe has some great tips to share for us. And with that, let's get to the action. Joe Benson, thank you for joining me today on Conversion Cast. Hey, thanks for having me, Aaron. Super excited. I'm excited too because we are talking about something near and dear to my heart, calls to action. I'm I'm gonna have a hard time not being really pro lead for no uh, on this one because <laughs> I've taken a lot of my thoughts and ideas and strategies. And you obviously you build you build that into your product. Uh, I know you've done the same with the platform because you guys have created your own CMS at, at Eversite to make website building more streamlined and doing the right things in the in the right ways for for your customer. But in in looking at in in our previous conversations and the reason why we arrived on this topic is, yep, it's great to have something uh, out there that uh, looks great, reads great, everything else. But it's all about producing results. And one of the most key aspects into producing results is having great calls to action. That's what moves that customer from just existing as as our intro, yeah, as our intro says, going from a lurker to a lead and making that happen. So let's start off with the the mindset that people should have when we're talking about calls to action. Uh, you'll hear us probably uh, save ourselves some breath and use the word CTAs as as the the acronym, but strategically, how should a marketer be thinking about calls to action on their website? Yeah, great question. Um, there are a lot of things that can go into it, believe it or not, as simple as they are. Um, you know, it, it's important to have a really good strategy. So first thing I'd say is prioritize clarity. You want something that is really simple to digest and you want to communicate to your user what you want them to do, right? So that's important, step number one. Um, you want to align the CTA with your customer journey as well. So, you know, there are different stages of a customer's journey. They've got awareness where they're just kind of learning who you are, consideration, A, is this, you know, the right fit, and then a decision to be made. And so, you know, oftentimes, I know we may get into some of the pitfalls later, but, uh, you know, people will... Uh, ask for the sale far too early, right? I like to say, you know, you don't ask somebody out on the first date when you first shake their hand. It doesn't usually go well. Uh, So, you know, that's something to consider. Um, Consistency with your brand story is ultra important. So, you know, one example might be if you are a uh, luxury car brand, don't have a call to action that says, see our cheapest deals, right? It doesn't really go with your brand. That's not what you're selling, cheap deals. You're selling luxury. Uh, and then placement, I think, is super important too, right? Um, that doesn't mean everything needs to be right up the top. You know, we've seen nightmares where there are 12 calls to action above the fold. Um, but we've seen, you know, the, the inverse as well, where you've got 
one call to action at the very bottom of your website, no one ever gets there. So those are kind of the things strategically I would keep in mind. Yeah, the the one that you mentioned there that really stood out to me is aligning with that customer journey. And re- really here, here, I guess, is a couple of things that, that comes to mind for this. And I want to see if you have comments on this. Businesses often really focus on really their their dream journey, right? The customer comes, they're excited, they want to buy, they want to commit, whatever that is. So all of the CTAs will basically read like a buy now, a book now, right? That's the only outcome they're looking for instead of this customer might, that might not be their journey at this point in time. They might be information gathering and they just want to be able to stay in the loop more. So true ask a few questions, whatever that might be. So it's like, the, yes. to, to me, I always phrase it like the all or nothing proposition of buy or don't tell me who you are is where a lot of CTAs can fall short on websites. No question about it. It's so important to understand your customer and the journey that they go through, right? So this is not going to be the same for everybody. It's going to change depending on your business, depending on how you're funneling people to your website and how informed they are. Uh, but You really want to get in the mindset of your customer and figure out what the funnel is that they're going to go down, right? What's the path that they're going to take? And if most people landing on your website don't know a whole lot about you, don't ask them to buy right away. You know, help them learn more. Send them somewhere that's going to answer questions. It's going to prove to them that you are the right fit for them first. And then after they've done that on an internal page, then ask them them to commit, right? At that point. Um, not the reverse. So one example on our website, you know, it, it, buying a website or buying into a marketing agency is not something that you're just going to do on a, on a whim, on a snap. So yep. the first thing that people want to know typically is, okay, this homepage looks kind of nice. I like some of the bullet points. How much does it cost? Right. That's the first thing that we found that people, they want to know what do we do on a basic level at first? They want to know how much it costs. And then if they can afford it, they want to see examples of our work to confirm that it's solid. And so that's the path we try to, you know, drive people down. Now, there are the occasional ones that, uh, you know, will want to talk right away. And that's okay, too. There are two ways that we like to do that. One is, again, on our site, we have a kind of more subtle call to action where you can schedule a call, right? Um, And it opens up a Calendly widget. The other one that we really like on homepages is a callback request form. So it A, gets you on the phone with the customer, which is always great, but you're not really asking for the sale at that time. You're just saying, hey, if you want to talk to a human, here's a really easy way to do it. Uh, and, and those probably more than any other call to action get the most action. Yeah. The the two things um, to me that, that stand out in what you shared there. One is understanding in that journey, how can you create CTAs that move them to each step of that journey very easily, right? Like if your trust is low, your knowledge is low, how can we move you through these steps um, to understand what your experience is? Are you focused in my area of need? Am I a good fit for you? Whatever that might be based on that business's service or, or product and be able to stair step them to the level you need to get them to before they finally declare, okay, now, now sell to me. Now let's take a, exactly, a, exactly a more right. committed step. Yeah. And then the, the second one being just a, um, as you outlined with it is 
offering them those varieties, right? And that you you hit upon like one in Leadferno, we have a request to call feature. So, you know, I always frame it. You might have someone who is a, what I call a phone first. That's how they prefer to communicate, but they don't want to call into your business because they've had so many experiences of, I call and I leave a voicemail and I don't know who's getting it, when they're going to call back. I call and get a call tree and I might not be exactly. clear on what button to press, where that goes. 100%. So by, by doing this, they remove you remove the friction of, oh, I don't want to do these things that I don't know and don't understand in your process. You just get a hold of me. I, I feel different about that. It's safer to me. It feels like I'm in more control um, when that happens. So that's one example. Someone who's like, I just want to schedule time to focus on this. That's another example. So it, it's really understanding how can I appeal to my prospects, to the users on my website and give them the right options that fit with their journey. That's it. And you hit on it uh, with the, the phrase remove friction, right? Ultimately, that's what sales and marketing is supposed to do. Remove as much friction as possible to get somebody in touch with you, um, you know, to ultimately close the sale. So yeah, you're spot on, man, with all of that. Nice. That's good because it's what I do all day long. So if I'm, <laughs> you should if be I'm up, yeah, I'm in, I'm in trouble, right? I'm going to yeah. need you to get me back uh, aligned on that. So we have the frame of mind, right, uh, with it, with what we discussed here. Let's talk about some of like the, the components that are actually what we can see, touch and feel when we are uh, creating these CTAs. You already kind of mentioned, you know, clarity, providing that, that next step. But what are some of the other components in this recipe to create a great CTA? Yeah, so I would say, you know, one of the most important is the design aspect of it. So you want something that is visually distinct and eye-catching, uh, but you also want it to be kind of harmonious with your overall website design as well, right? So not yep. an eyesore where you're like, oh my goodness, that's all I see, Yep. right? But at the same time, you need them to see it, right? When you're ready to, to make the, the pitch, you need them to see that that's what you're doing and it be clear. Um, I think another thing is incentive, right? So you want to clearly communicate the value uh, or the benefit of them taking that action. So make sure they know that when they click something that you promise this is going to happen and that is actually what happens. Uh, and then another thing that comes to mind, and this is not always applicable, but it is in particular in the e-commerce um, side of things, is urgency, right? If you can create a sense of urgency or scarcity and encourage immediate action, um, in a positive way, then, then that's always a big win. You know, you see it all the time on, on a store. Oh, sale running out in 12 hours by now. It's like, oh, I really want this, you know, that kind of yep. thing. And then you go back the next day after you purchased it and it's the same sale <laughs> running again, right? But it works. <laughs> yep, ab absolutely. <laughs> and I think too, I definitely see some other ways that that uh, can apply even to service businesses and things like that, both on sure. the side you know, one on the business side where it's like, hey, you know, our schedule's filling fast. We want to, mm -hmm. you know, it could be a seasonal type uh, motivation uh, and, and use of urgency, but even also for the customer, right? I, I've definitely seen some great calls to action where they express for the customer, like you will be less stressed once you get this up and running for us. You can relax, you can set it and forget it. You can go do the things you want to do while we take care of this with our 
you know, service that we provide for your home, your auto, your life, uh, what, whatever that might be. So that urgency yes. is definitely one I think, um, yes, it comes first to mind for those with a transaction on their website, but in others, it's definitely an ingredient that is often left out. Absolutely. And something that you just said that, that really is important to, to point out is that, you know, you're creating these things um, and, and highlighting the problems you're going to solve for the customer. Too many websites and calls to action focus on who we are as a business, what I am, who, what I've done. It needs to be about what problem I'm solving for my customer, what's going to make their life you know, better, put their mind at ease, uh, make them more efficient. It's about them. That's what they care about. They don't care about you. They care about them, right? So that's where you have to kind of direct your, uh, your calls to action. Yep. I often look at calls to action, headlines as well, things like that. Am I using the word your, <laughs> right? Like, um, am, am I speaking directly uh, to them, allowing them to think about themselves in it instead of we, yes. <laughs> yes. we being the business, right? Absolutely. We, we like to start with you deserve, yeah. right? And, and then fill that out for your customer. What do they deserve? And, and kind of use that and then tweak it. You know, I wouldn't start everything with you deserve, but our website actually does start with that. You deserve a better website, one that, you know, uh, converts immediately, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's important. Yeah. Darn right. I deserve it. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's right in, right in uh, with a lot of people in, in their pride and that's an emotion. That's a great thing uh, to help with, with conversion. You, you mentioned design and this is one area just because I've been, I don't know, a, a design hack for 20, 25 years um, in so many different aspects. And, and I look at it right when, even when we created Leadferno, we wanted to create this widget that put call to action buttons always on the screen. And exactly what you talked about, we want them to stand out and bring attention to themselves. We don't want them to, to dominate where you can't take in the other elements and, and content and things like that. We wanted to reflect the brand and colors and, and those types of items. And then using smart things, it might be right. We use a little bit of motion and timing delay, so it it captures your attention. Um, but you also made me think of, and I'm interested to hear your your view on this, because I go back and forth. The marketer in me, and and uh, this controversial topic is pop ups. So the marketer yeah. in me loves some of these things, right? Where it's like, all right, jump in, especially when they're based on behavior after so many page views or so long in the site. Yeah. I see them really frequently based off of when you go to go away from the site, it yep. creates a stop of like, oh, hey, wait, before you go, or are you sure you want to go and trying to in entice them um, to, yep. to stay. But also sometimes as a user, I also get these like, before I can even take any content in, they've determined this message is so important. We are going to overlay the screen and it's put this in worst. front of you. <laughs> it's the worst. Yes. Yes. I'm with you spot on. I think pop-ups in general are not bad. I think tasteful pop-ups uh, are the way to go. And, and the way, you know, the simple test that we like to use is put yourself in the shoes of your customer yep. and you land on this website and, and you know what you're after, generally speaking, do you want this pop-up to show up? And if so, at what point in time would it make sense to show up? And I would say nine out of 10 times, it's not when I immediately land on the website. Totally. Right? Um, you know, it feels spammy and, and people are spammed to death these days. So I would definitely recommend not doing that. Uh, but 
the ones when you're about to leave and they pop up and say, Hey, wait, we can give you a discount or, Hey, did you see this? You know, that's not going to hurt my feelings too much. I'm kind of on my way out anyway. If you have one more thing to tell me, so be it. Or I've seen them where, you know, where you've scrolled down and you're getting close to the bottom and they kind of use a pop-up almost as their call to action, right? Where you've already consumed a general idea of what things are. Um, I don't think that's a terrible idea either. Um, so I think the biggest thing is to avoid the immediate pop-up. Yep. I, and to me, I guess the easy way to summarize this is if you're using something like that, are you being, are you using it in a way that's helpful or forceful, right? Exactly. And helpful exactly. has all kinds of benefits in a two-way street. Forceful is just you trying to make what you want to have happen, either, you know, getting in the way of what that user might want to do in their journey or, or whatever else. And uh, I talk about this on uh, numerous episodes just because I think self-awareness is such an incredible superpower. And it's really hard for marketers and business owners and things like that to sometimes be honest with them and be self-aware. Why do I want to do this? Do I want to do this to help my user or do I want to do this because I think this will get a sale for me and I can manipulate uh, what's taking place? <laughs> exactly right. Absolutely. With this episode talking about calls to action, this is a great time to point out that a lot of the tips that we're talking about today and even some of the pitfalls, well, we've solved those at Leadferno and put them into a product that helps you put clear call to actions on every page of your website. It offers easier channels like text messaging and call requests for prospects to reach out to you. It allows you to link to some of your other conversion options that you have on your website. And these buttons are highly customizable that look fantastic on your website and draw the visitor's attention without getting in the way of their experience. If you're truly looking for a better call to action and better choices for how to convert customers on your website, you need to check out Leadferno. Visit leadferno.com and check out our 14-day free trial today. Oh, all right. Another element that uh, I know we'll both be big on that I think there's some great things that break down in here is using social proof in, in your calls to action. Such a great and so many different ways to use it. Talk, talk about some of the things that, that you guys, uh, how you view it, how you like to implement this into CTAs. Yeah. So, you know, social proof is incredibly important just in general, right? You're not going to do business with somebody until you trust them. And I can talk about myself all day, but if we just met, you have no idea whether to trust me or not. But if 50 people to my right are all vouching for me and they tell you how amazing I am, you're you know going to trust me a lot faster and maybe give me an opportunity. And so the sooner you can introduce some sort of social proof on your website, the better. Um, I The way that we like to do it is um, clearly, it's, it's not any special secret, but reviews, right? Whether it's... Um, a list of different testimonials from, from customers, or even if it's up top and it needs to be a little smaller, 72 five-star Google reviews, the little badge. Yep. Um, and, and that's kind of the, the starting point uh, that'll kind of build credibility. It's not call to action specific necessarily, but I believe it, it certainly um, you know builds trust, which will make people be more willing to interact, interact with your calls to action. One that we really like, I think this is the most impactful, um, are authentic customer review videos. 
you know, when you can, now they're hard, they're harder to get. Um, but, uh, there are some tools that, that can be used. One of those I'll throw out there is video ask. It's a really cool tool where you pre-record these video questions, just like we're talking now. Um, and the customer goes to a link, they get asked a question, they answer it truthfully. And then after the fact, we edit it, put it together and, and make a review video out of it. There are a few on our website you can check out, but when people listen to people, you know, others, former clients or current clients really speak about their experience with you. It's so much better than just a piece of text that you may have asked them to write or, you know, that sort of thing. You can really get an idea if someone is genuine and what their real experience was with you. Um, you know, if it's scripted or not, it's pretty easy to tell. So, um, it's definitely worth it. If you have the time, if you have clients willing to do it, other than that, you know, again, testimonials, or another form of, of social proof, you know, in our world is actual client websites, right? We'll show you that we could build awesome websites for $3.99 a month. Here's a list of 50 of them. Go check them out. We've got more if that's not enough type of thing. Yep. I was going to say, great, great points with that. Um, I've always said when it comes to video, right? Sight, sound, and motion create emotion. And yes. when you can use that emotion to your benefit, um, and it just, right, it just feels so more, so much more authentic to that end user when they see something that is more of a rough cut, that it's not polished. They just see someone in front of their phone giving a testimonial and hitting upon, you know, a benefit that they received from using that company, that service, that, that product, whatever that might be. And then the last one that you just mentioned, I, I think people fail, you know, yes, we gravitate uh, reviews have definitely, and, and I know this from running a review company and, and platform for seven years and working with tens of thousands of businesses on this, yeah. There's there's been a, a, a fever and a run to that. And there is a general understanding of a five-star review system and a quantity amount of reviews and things like that that speak to everyone. But numbers as an overall can be such a big driver, right? Writing a CTA that said, you know, book now to join 2,000 other satisfied yes, customers, right? Absolutely. So number of customers, we see a lot of business gravitate towards number of years, might be number of awards won, um, but think through other numbers and it can be things yes, related to the yeah. benefit. Start saving three hours a week now by booking with us, right? Those are all ways to use yeah. numbers to your advantage to speak clearly to how people understand what you offer. I saw one the other day on Girdley's website, um, you know, it was joined 32,000 other business owners and it was a newsletter subscribe call to action. Yeah. And you know, if, if you're a business owner, you're like, wow, if he's got 32,000 people listening, he, he must know what he's talking about. Yeah. Right? And it, bring, it brings on the FOMO, right? Like I don't want to miss out. 32,000 others know this. I can afford, I can't afford not to know this. Absolutely. Sure. Awesome. Let's uh, let's just hit upon some quick. What are some pitfalls that you are commonly seeing when someone comes in? But you're also you have the benefit of great. We're about to create you something new and fix these things. But what are the ones that jump out on you that you repeatedly see when uh, new clients come on board with you? Uh, one of them I would say is over overcomplicating it, right? And, and yep. maybe being too vague. So I've seen just as a, a random kind of made up example, begin the process of your comprehensive journey towards ultimate satisfaction by clicking here now. It's like, 
I have, I have no idea what you just told me, but it was a whole lot. Uh, and it didn't really speak to me. Right. And you're trying really hard clearly, but, uh, we need to be simple. We need to be direct. So don't overcomplicate it. Um, I would say, you know, make sure you're uh, consistent. Make sure that you're, you're, you're making sure that you're giving um, your visitors to your website calls to action that meet them where they're at um, on a consistent basis, where they are in the journey. Don't go too crazy and have 72 different types of calls to action, right? Hone in on what they need to be, be consistent, um, you know, leading them down the path that they want to go. Um, poor visibility is another one. So ones that are just not placed in the right position or, you know, one of my favorites or least favorites, I should say, is this huge headline and then this tiny, tiny text saying to get in touch or something that you can barely even see up in a hero. It's like, that's what you want them to see that almost more than you want them to see the headline. So make sure that you're positioning uh, your calls to action in, in strategic places and that they're visible. Another one that's really important, especially as you, you know, have uh, enough traffic to do so, is testing, right? Yes. You're probably not going to hit it right on the head the first time, and you'd be amazed at what some fairly minor changes can do in the psychology of a user going through your site. So either A-B test or, or do the poor man's version of that by, you know, having your button say something for one month and then changing it yourself uh, and, and kind of monitoring how many leads come in the following month and, and, you know, doing the eyeball test yourself, I think is super important. So, yeah, um, that's one that most people never do. Uh, but I think it's probably one of the more important ones, again, especially as you've got a lot of traffic coming to your site. Yeah, yeah. CTAs absolutely should not be a, a set it and forget it. In some way, shape or form, you should be looking at how do we continue to evolve understanding how much is enough data. So how long do we need to run these tests to have enough statistical confidence in what we're doing? As you outlined, right, it might be a month for one site. It might be 90 days or six months um, for another site. Absolutely. But you can obviously, even earlier in those time frames, look at some directional signals to some of the things that are there. We see it all the time where, and it's great. People, they're excited when they come to Leadferno and to get it on their site. But as with anything new, they do expect some type of an instant impact, right? Like, oh, the day I add this, I, I might get a record number of leads I've never had before. <laughs> yeah. But that might not be the day where you're driving the right amount of traffic. Buyers, you know, are, are not in that mindset, whatever's going on with your other marketing mix. So it is really understanding, like, how do I get the right view to perform these tests and to understand it. But I think the most For important sure. thing is find, you know, just as you outlined, whether it's a very basic way or more robust, find a way to track. And then from there, what do we know? What do we not know? How do we get smarter, better? How do we try these things and not sure. just stand pat and think, oh, it, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> Yeah. And I would add to that, you know, beyond just, did I get more leads with this test than the other, you know, you can get even more advanced where you're actually tracking someone's journey through your funnel or funnels, right. And find out where the fall off is. So, okay. They clicked the button on the homepage that brought them to my services page. So they're learning more. 
Then they get down and they never make it to my pricing page for some reason. Why is that? And you can see the drop off or, or you know, 50% people make it to the service page, 2% make it to the pricing. What does that tell you? Your pricing, I mean, your service page probably needs to be improved. People aren't hearing you clearly. They're not, you know, uh, connecting with what you're offering. So they don't even care what your price is because you're not offering what they want. So that could be the case or uh, an alternative could be you're getting the wrong traffic, right? Maybe you're driving the wrong people to your site in the first place and that's why they're yep. dropping off. But it can give you some real kind of insight into where to find uh, why people are dropping off. Yeah, no, great, great points. Uh, in closing, Joe, any uh, couple of items you want to leave with uh, the audience here today, if they've taken this in and realized, all right, I need to go to my site, I need to start looking at my calls to action and revamp them. What are uh, a couple things you want to leave them with to, to keep in mind as they approach that? Yeah, I would, I would say, uh, again, put yourself in the shoes of your customer, not in the shoes of yourself as the business owner. And when somebody lands on your website, when should they see a call to action and what should it say? Let's say in eight out of 10 cases, right? Most yep. of the people come to your site. What should that uh, interaction and that engagement look like in your best guess? And, and make those changes. Um, I'd also point out that, you know, if, if you have different, let's say you have different AdWords campaigns running and they're kind of, going after different audiences or, or for different products, make a landing page for each one of those so that when they land the messaging and the calls to action can be specific to a product or a service. Don't send them all to your homepage where you kind of have more of this generic approach because maybe you have seven different services that you offer and you can't just call one out on the homepage. Solve that by creating seven landing pages that cater to those specific people um, and, and really just help them get through the, the three different phases, right? Where they're, they're trying to first get an idea of who you are um, and then determine if, if they can trust you and then ultimately make the sale. Um, so yeah, that's kind of in, in a nutshell what I'd recommend doing. Yeah, and that first one is so huge and something that I have long preached to people. You know, if you aren't going through the experience of, you know, landing on your own digital properties and just taking the mindset of a customer and then going into a CTA and then into a conversion method. I, I was just on a, a couple of weeks ago, a customer that signed up with us and uh, I saw they were going to link to their online, um, like re request a, a bid form that asked for like dates. When I clicked through, they were using a piece of software um, from their CRM to do that. And it was not mobile friendly. And it was, I had to like expand this thing like crazy. And I was like, you know, when I pointed out to him, he was like, oh, right. And I was like, I was so surprised. Here's the marketing manager who has like dictated this wow. funnel. Yeah. And has no idea that like th this is a horrible experience on mobile. So just taking those steps yourself, seeing for yourself, yes. understanding what is the effort? What is the friction? Is this clear to me if I remove all my biases on well, yeah, this is the ultimate, this is the green path. This is the the good path because that's what I want to happen. You need to understand all the other challenges um, and friction that that customer is facing. 
absolutely. Lastly, Joe, if uh, people are now hooked, they want to learn more. Um, I know there's some great ways to connect with you because one, I think I stumbled uh, across you. We became connected because you've been doing uh, weekly site reviews uh, on on Twitter, which is just great content, a number of great things to learn as you people volunteer their sites to be uh, picked apart for uh, critiquing right. and, and suggestions. So where are you at on Twitter and where else can people connect with you? Yeah, I appreciate that. So at website underscore Joe, J-O-E, uh, that's my Twitter handle, X handle. And you can find me there every Wednesday. I do a post asking people to uh, submit a link to their website and I offer a free quote unquote roast. Uh, you know, it, it's not too bad, I promise. Um, where I'll for free review, like you said, their site and give them some tips. So that's one place. Eversite.com is our website. Um, and from there, you can either schedule a call directly with us. You can call or text us. You can send an email, whatever your flavor is, you'll be able to get in touch, but I'd be happy to talk to you. Even if it's just ask questions, uh, feel free to reach out. Perfect. I will link to those in the notes um, from this episode. And finally, my call to action, if you'd enjoyed this content and you've consumed others, uh, episodes that I've put out there, please subscribe to the podcast. And more than anything, share it with someone else uh, in the industry that you know is interested. Love growing. Uh, the listeners love getting feedback and all of those elements. So thanks everyone for joining us. And Joe, thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise with us today. Had a great time, Aaron. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.